Hello, beautiful legends, and welcome to Blunt Force Healing Podcast, episode 403. So here we are, Thursday. It's high tide, I think. The weather is dry and pretty warm. There's not much wind. I think there's just a slight breeze coming from the ocean side, but in general, it's it's a nice day. It's a bit cloudy at times, but sometimes the, the sun comes out and it's quite enjoyable. On the work side, I had a bit of work today, so it consumed obviously a lot of my time, especially in the first half of the day, with the exception of a short walk that we did with uh, my wife prior to her webinar that she's in the middle uh, now. So this is the fourth, sorry, third day, the last one of that seminar and probably the most fruitful one as far as I can hear because we were able to chat for a second as they made a short break so I'm just now going to pick Julia from school apologies I'm quite tired don't know why that's probably the pressure that weather is not even though it's good sitting at home doesn't make sorry doesn't make me feel uh, you know energized so I guess I will have to find a way to boost myself a little and get some energy this way or another no big plans for today uh, after picking Julian I have to go to the shop because the fridge is quite empty well not empty literally but most of the things that we would need to prep some dinner or anything like that is not there so you know regular shopping for groceries is ahead and then I might be able to get out and maybe use the last half an hour of the daylight, but I can't promise it. So again, this is the first segment of the day. There will be definitely a second segment, not sure yet it will be the evening segment closing the day that was as dull as the whole week was or will it be something more interesting than outdoors if I manage to get out it's Thursday so it's actually good that I reminded myself that Thursday is a library day because in Donegal town the library is open the public library is open 
only on Thursday. So I need to mobilize Julian and motivate him to grab the books and go to the library to, you know, first return them because they are already quite a while at our house. Second, he always complains that he has no book to read because he read all of them and many of them multiple times. So here we are. Get some new ones that you can read. So this might be one of the things that we will do today. I think the library is open until 5.30 p.m. or so. so. Not the best day for me to combine both the groceries, library and any drop out to the nature but you know the time is tight it's almost 3 p.m. before we are back home it will be likely about quarter past 3 or maybe 20 yeah 320 maybe before I get stuff sorted for Julian so he can get some lunch or whatever That will be before four. Sorry, I'm totally wasted today for some reason. And that boiler is still not sorted. No sign of the plumber, no response. So I'm quite pissed. I'll probably drop this recording in a second and try to call him because it's a bit annoying to not have a response, especially that we were set for Monday. And I was so motivated to get that boiler sorted that I yesterday dug out the, the manual, installation manual for engineers for that particular heat pump and managed to, to, you know, decipher the controller and sort out the main thing that I was looking for, which is the, the proper and correct year, month, day, date, uh, and time because it was wrong on the on the boiler and I suspect that when it has some automatic or something programmed in it that was one of the reasons that it might have gone off at particular times of the night or whatever now it seems like it calmed down a little bit but still it has those times during the day that it triggers itself every two or three minutes so yeah that needs to be checked because I suspect that there might be some either 
thermostat problem or some specific sensor or maybe even pump is uh, somehow affected so this is it for now pretty dull and boring I hope to bring you a little bit of colors soon see ya segment number two welcome back so yes it's a good thing a little success or win I was able to get out albeit it's 5.43 p.m. so uh, roughly about 25 minutes until the sunset then probably another 10 or 15 minutes of relative daylight and that's it probably let's say half an hour to 40 minutes of relatively good daylight so what I decided to do is to go to any water again because I wasn't there for quite a while now and I want to check if there is enough daylight obviously if any of Silosibe semilanceata uh, came up so basically in common language I'm looking at liberty caps and before you judge me <laughs> let me explain so liberty caps might be known for some people for others not so much until I say magic mushrooms and this should already make it fairly self-explanatory for most if you still don't know what I talk about I'm talking about specific kind of mushrooms that contains psilocybin which is a compound that depending on dosage causes relaxation and some calmness it helps with anxiety it helps with focus in certain doses and of course if you increase dosage it might turn into I would say a bending reality experience because it does have ability to skew perception and we're talking about hallucinations maybe at some stage if dosage is big but it depends on what hallucination uh, means for different people because hallucination might be just skewing of the of the of the perception of the visual experience so the bending of the, the imagery that you see through your eyes or things like that or it might be actually changing the colors and just the gamut of colors and the 
that might be considered by some as hallucinations. Others see hallucinations as things that we perceive or think they appear in front of us or around us, but they are not real. Real in terms, they don't exist outside of our own uh, perception. And both of these things might happen, I think, with uh, psilocybin. Not sure how much of psilocybin is needed to get as far as hallucination with uh, things that are beyond reality and that appear in front of us. But it is we are talking about higher dosages. It's not what I'm looking for. Many people these days are looking for microdosing. Microdosing is something that probably existed for centuries, but only recently it was called microdosing to the extent that it's, it's popular and it has some form of definition that we can work with. And it's associated with people that have sicknesses or illnesses or conditions related to nervous system or uh, something that is uh, tied to their anxiety, depression and things like that. So, or people that simply are so distracted in life that they need to refocus. And microdosing helps with that a lot. What's the best about microdosing, especially of psilocybin? It is not deadly. Psilocybin is not deadly at all, unless somebody gets, you know, a heroic dose, gets on a massive trip and does something to themselves, thinking that they do something good, but in reality ending their life. But psilocybin itself is not a toxin. It's not dangerous for humans, per se. People use psilocybin for many centuries, if not thousands of years, and probably more. It's not only existing in one kind of mushrooms, and not only psilocybin can help with anxiety and other conditions, disorders, and troubles in our life that I mentioned. But this is what I'm looking for. My wife is a very nervous person. She fights sometimes with certain level of anxiety or depression. Well, maybe not depression, not so much, but anxiety happens in certain situations. So she is using, I would say, certified company to deliver Mexican truffle and truffles are even safer to use in microdosing than the actual 
mushrooms that grow over ground. So truffle is type of fungus or mushroom that grows underground. They still have bases in mycelium, which is the proper fungus. What you see as a mushroom, be it truffle underground or those typical mushrooms overground, these are just fruiting bodies. They are temporal, sorry, they are temporary and their existence is only for one reason. They are meant to release spores to help and spread or initiate more mycelium either around them or if spores are traveling with the wind it is about spreading mycelium elsewhere as well there's a beautiful sunset apologies for me being distracted a little bit but it's very cloudy as you can see it's rainy as well and I'm going kind of in the middle of that so I'm not sure if it's the best idea but I guess I'm already on the way so I might as well continue so yeah so these are fruiting bodies either underground or over the ground and these are mushrooms that we know but they are not the actual main body of the fungus you can easily compare that to a tree so in the fungus scenario the tree like an apple tree is underground and it's just a network of microscopic uh, you know little lines and fibers that can be visible for the human being obviously if they are collected in, in a in a solid bunches you might sometimes see them if you take the bark from a rotting uh, tree stump or things like that so this is the tree the mycelium that network of fibers con connected there is the proper tree what you see over the ground or in case of truffles underground these are fruiting bodies like apples from an apple tree so they are meant to be temporary they are meant to disintegrate leave the seeds in some format for fungi these are called spores and that's it they disappear and they are no longer until the next season or ne next fruiting uh, situation you can probably hear it's quite loud now because I I got into a serious cloud of rain and it worries me slightly because you know I was hoping to have fairly dry opportunity to search for those mushrooms but not only I have a cloud cover 
but it's wet so it won't be pleasant and it will be a bit darker on top of the sunset coming so let me stop it for a moment that second segment and I'll continue after to report on any findings if any are done stay tuned and wait for the third segment which happens soon third segment I'm currently as you can see it's already dark it's much darker I guess than it looks on the video I'm actually going through a field that I encountered red deer stag before so it's it's already dusk so this is probably the time when they come out the most the only reason I, I walk here is because I know this area and I know how to return to the car without much uh, issues but uh, I got wet a lot I'm just checking this area for any accidental mushrooms and I'm going to check this dark area which leads up to the road and then I can return to the car hopefully so I just wanted to give you a quick update and I found just one nice red cap of Amanita muscaria that I will dry up two small specimens of the head wood hedgehog mushroom and then I think I found also two older chanterelles which was quite surprising to see at this time of year but yeah this place surprised me multiple times already so I'm not that surprised okay let me drop it and keep going because it's getting really dark and I'm not sure how much of the battery I still have left see you soon and welcome back it's 10 30 p.m long after I returned from the forest and from any water I didn't find any of the Psilocyba or Liberty Cups or magic mushrooms if you wish I found two small uh, wood hedgehog mushrooms that I mentioned I believe in that dark segment uh, when I was recording in the dark and then I believe found two older chanterelles and one solid Amanita muscaria which is the toadstool or fly agaric differently named in different parts of the world or basically just that characteristical red mushrooms with black do black uh, sorry white dots 
which were not existent on this specimen, they have been washed away by rain, which sometimes happened. Uh, it was a healthy one, so I took the cap, I am drying it now, and it will be added to the collection. While I didn't find any uh, magic mushrooms per se, the red uh, fly agaric or the red toadstool, if you wish, Amanita muscaria, is one to consider as well, albeit it does not include psilocybin, it has different compounds, is ibotenic acid and muscimol, they are in different uh, parts, they can vary between the specimens, so it is very important to understand how they work, the chemistry behind it, how to convert uh, the ibotenic acid to muscimol, uh, either via drying it properly and de dehydrating and via decarboxylation, which is very important to get muscimol in bigger amounts than the ibotenic acid. And ibotenic acid is actually the one that might cause upset or so-called poisoning in, in many uh, situations, but in general, that red toadstool, although it's feared a lot and people have phobia against it, it is. it has to be respected because it can be poisonous and can cause a lot of uh, digestive problems, but it's not toxic to the point that it doesn't damage anything and it won't cause any death. So it's probably all exaggerated how deadly it is. It is not, but it can be poisonous, so it needs to be prepared properly to get the benefits either of focus, microdosing, uh, calming effect, or you can go further and get to the different world, I would say. So more on the hallucinogenic, hallucinogenic side of this mushroom too. So you can go on trip either by eating it or smoking it. There are different ways to, to use this mushroom if it's prepared properly. All right, that's it, guys. Uh, four minutes, 15 seconds now. I hope I have not too much to combine all those segments because I have a limit of 30 minutes on Spotify. Not sure. I think YouTube doesn't apply limit anymore on my channel, but uh, Spotify is limited to 30 minutes, so I need to finish it up and combine both. Thank you very much for coming. Uh, it was a little bit more interesting than yesterday. Maybe tomorrow will be even more interesting. Stay tuned and see you soon.